Hello and welcome to the Anything But Quiet Time with Rochelle and Carter from the KSBJ Morning Show. Uh, anything but quiet. Anything quiet. Why quiet? You know, you, you get alone with scripture and everything. They call it a quiet time. It's a very churchy phrase. But, uh, is we it? Just, it is. It's a no, very churchy phrase. I will one up your churchy phrase okay. with quiet time. It's devotions. Listen. Having morning devotions. That's what we called it when I was little. When you put yourself in a quiet. hedge of protection <laughs> and pray for traveling mercies. Listen. And I'm all about, we have to, okay, what would you call it though? You have to call it something. You have to call it something. Bible reading. Okay, well, you could call it Bible reading, but you're also not just reading the Bible, you're talking to the Lord, right? That's true. So and now we're talking to each other. This is the audible form, <laughs> it's the audible form of a quiet time. And so just kind of going through what we've gone through lately. Yes. What are you, what are you into right now? What are you going through? Okay, so I uh, was given a Bible at the beginning of the year, chronological order, and I'm telling you, it, it's not been easy. It's been a task. And I don't know that I will ever do this again mm-hmm. uh, because it's a lot of the Old Testament, obviously, at the very beginning. And I'm in the middle of going back and forth between Kings and Chronicles because they're very, very similar in style. And it's right around the time of Elisha. And we just finished up reading the story of Naaman. And you may be familiar with the story of this is the guy who had leprosy. He was a general of the Syrian army and he has leprosy and well-to-do and a little Hebrew slave girl that he has actually taken in battle, befriends him, loves him and tells him, you need to go see Elisha. Mm. And he gives Naaman instructions to go dip into the Jordan River, this dirty river, seven times and he'll come out clean. And he's hesitant at first, but he does it and he's, he's made well. What's really interesting is he has a servant, Elisha's servant, Gehazi, who's been with him for a while. He observes what takes place with Naaman after he's healed. Well, Naaman, like I mentioned before, is this high-to-do general, rich guy, has got all this silver and gold and fancy schmancy clothes, and he's offering them to Elisha. Listen, you deserve this. Thank you so much. What else can I give you? And Elisha's like, I work the Lord. We're good. Can't take it. Won't take it. No. Yeah. We're good. Be blessed. See ya. And so after Naaman tries to get him to take this stuff, finally, reluctantly, gets back in his chariot and is going to go home. Well, Gehazi is the servant of Elisha. Mm -hmm. And Gehazi says, well, this guy's super duper rich. Oh, here we go. He's got all this extra stuff Uh and he's really wanting to give it to Elisha. Maybe he could give it to me. So he goes and he follows Naaman and Naaman pulls over. He's like, is everything okay? What's going on? And Gehazi says, well, I I know of a couple of prophets that could profit from your prophet. And that was a very complicated but simple (laughs) sentence. He's like, well, you give me this money so I can give it to these two prophets, which, of course, he just made up. He doesn't. Okay, so he lied in it. Yeah, he lied. All right. And he goes and he takes the money and puts it in his house. Well, Elisha finds out. I mean, he's a prophet. He's a prophet, yeah. He knows what Gehazi did. And he says, man, now because you've done this and you were not honest about it, you are going to suffer from the things that Naaman was suffering from. And and he was struck with leprosy. His family was struck with leprosy. And I was reading this scripture out loud with my husband the other day at the table. And I was relating to another part of the story. And my husband was relating to Gehazi. He Mm. said, listen. I don't want to throw Gehazi under the chariot bus here because (laughs) I could see myself doing that. I could see myself struggling with my financial situation so much so this Mm. guy is super wealthy. Yeah. He wants to give away this money. 
it could help my family. We really have been separate. We don't have barley or whatever you needed. Uh, what if I took the money? I think I think what's it? Two things really stick out to me here as questions mm -hmm. and things that I don't understand about the Old Testament. Um, that one is, I think, as a servant to Elisha, clearly you should be on the same page. However, why? Why was did God ever instruct Elisha not to take that? I mean, I mean that's that's a curious backstory that we may never not know in this life. You know, mm -hmm. is our our prophets not allowed to get paid? I mean, why you know pastors get paid nowadays? So what an interesting thing. Um, mm -hmm. But also, um, him taking it, I get. I do think there's obviously a sin in lying uh, to get the the gold and stuff from Naaman. Uh, but why? And this happened multiple times. Why did his family suffer because of that? Mm. That, that's the stuff I never really get from the Old Testament of he made the mistake. No, maybe his family was in on it. I don't know. But you and your family are cursed. Man, if I'm his kid, I'm 11 and I didn't know yeah. and I got to start itching. Oh, come on, dad. You know, <laughs> I, I'm going to be ticked. No, I get that. And I think we all ask we ask those questions when we read through the Old Testament stories. And if we're reading them out of context and we don't understand, mm -hmm. it's clearly going to seem like. This isn't fair. Well, and culture was so different. It was. So, so different. God put out a lot of, um, the generational thing was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, God blessed David. King David was a good guy. He loved the Lord with all of his heart. It says in Scripture, he had a heart after God. Yeah. So, God promised David, there will always be somebody from your line that sits on the throne of Israel. Period. And... Most everybody that came after David, Solomon was in it for Habsies, and then mm -hmm. he finally lost his way too. But it's like everybody was struggling with something. Yeah. But God kept to His word and His promise to David because it was a, a generational promise to him. And same with Abraham, we see it over and over again. And uh, He kept His word with Moses when He almost had it with the Israelite people. He's mm -hmm. like, wait a second, I promised Abraham. Moses points it out again. God, you promised Abraham. You're right. I promised Abraham. Right. So with this situation, we don't know the heart of Gehazi. I don't know what was going on. I can totally like put myself in his position and say, yes, this is an area where I have struggled. Yeah. Yeah. But to be with a guy who loves the Lord as much as Elisha did and strive after his ways as much as Elisha did, Gehazi saw what it was like to be an integritous human being. And he had to have mm. known yeah. that this was not, like you said earlier, he was with his master. He knew who it was. This isn't the right way to go. He never accepted a gift or whatever it was. There was always spoils of war, but this wasn't a spoil of war. It was it was like, let me pay you for my miracle. And yeah. I, do, I don't, yeah, that's, that's not yeah, how that's God works. Yeah, that's uh, interesting, yeah. Okay, in two sentences, tell me the difference between Elisha and Elijah, because I still don't. You okay? I, no. The spelling. Eli well, <laughs> <laughs> Those two words. The, the Elijah was the uh, the mentor. Fire and the water and the water being you know and the proving proving the uh, people wrong that God's true the fire of God raining down. So you're talking that was about Elijah, right? Elijah when King yeah. Ahab and Queen Jezebel they were all about Baal. Yeah, and yeah, he challenges yeah, yeah, yeah. the Baal prophets. And he pours water all over his, yeah, and... all over his altar, and God consumes it with fire. Yeah, he was he was pretty. What's baller? He was pretty baller. <laughs> I was trying to yeah. come up with a millennial word. Yeah, there you go. He's baller. So okay, so how would you? Can you in two sentences tell me the difference between Elisha and Elijah? Elisha was twice baller. What you? 
So you're a bigger Elisha fan. Well, no, no, no. Like that was his prayer. <laughs> okay. Like okay. Elisha before Elijah is taken up in a chariot of fire, it says in the scripture. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't die. He was taken. Elisha didn't die? Elijah. Elijah didn't die. Did not die. Because Elijah is the one that appeared to okay. Jesus and Peter with okay. let me, Moses. Let me, let me put it in terms. Stop. Stop. Yoda is Elijah. Yoda. Oh, this is going to be good. Yoda is Elijah. And Elisha is Luke Skywalker. Oh, so Elijah was first. Yes. Elijah was Yoda, and he's the one who, who he sees Elisha one day, and he's, you know, I. He's Do you realize with, how much this is actually going to help me? He's working with oxen. He's okay. out there, and he's in the fields, and he's plowing and stuff. And he's like, I, he puts his coat. Like, you can imagine little Yoda putting his robe around uh-huh. the shoulders of Luke Skywalker. It's what he did, and that okay. was a symbol to Elisha. Hey, I want you to come follow me. Wow. I want you to be my student. Yeah. My. Okay. What do you you know what it's called? A Padawan. Padawan. He's his Padawan. Was now was Elisha his? Because uh, I know a lot of people change names when big things happen. Yeah. Saul, Paul, and Peter. And so was Elisha named Elisha yeah, from the beginning. That was his name. What a coincidence! It must You're Elijah. I'm Elisha. Confusing. Let's get together. <laughs> now Jerry Seinfeld's talking about this. But Elisha, when I said he's twice as baller, is because uh, Elijah told him. He said his request, Elisha's request to God was, "I would like twice the power." That God has given to you, Elijah. I would. I want wow. to do even bigger and bolder, be closer, that much closer to the Lord. And Elijah said, "Listen, dude, that's a big request that you're asking. Not even sure if you understand the weight of it. But yeah. if God is cool with your request, then you're going to see what happens to me. And if not, then pff, not going to happen." So he sees Elijah taken up in this chariot, and because he witnesses it, that is his promise that I'm going to now have double the power. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Now, which one? Uh, first of all, okay. I want to. I want to make sure to do this Are you um, because up I can. On I can only imagine. That's another song. This is. This is. This must have been what happened when uh, Elisha realized. Okay. Where is it? I don't know what this is. Yeah. Here we go. That's how, that was right when Elijah was going up. That must have been Elijah was thinking. I got to be honest. I, <laughs> if that's the first thing he was thinking, then he was a bigger prophet than you are. <laughs> I predict that one day and the year. To, no, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. What would you have done if you saw, hey, I'm walking with my friend. Wow, All yeah. of a sudden he's, he's gone. gone. What no? Which one? So that makes me think that it was Elisha. Which one made it not rain for a long time and then rain for a long time? Elijah. Wow. Yeah. See, there's less stories about Elisha, aren't there? Well, there's a lot of stories about Elisha. I need to read the Bible. He got so he was. Yeah, this is this one you might relate to. He was bald. Okay. And he leave. This is a true story. And he's bald. And these kids start. Punk kids start the following The she-bears? This is the she-bear guy. I have the power to sick <laughs> she-bears on kids? Well, he did curse them, and she-bears came out and mauled like 42 boys. Do you know what happened? So, it was This was the family reunion about no, five what, years ago. Why I'm laughing about that. I know, right? The family reunion about five years ago. I'm starting, well, I, I've been losing my hair for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, this, there's, it's Kelsey's, I can't even tell you, second cousin's kid. You know, this kid's like seven, Colin. And in the picture, he'd give me a couple of jabs at balding. 
And in the big old picture that we're, you know, all 14 or 21 of us or however many people there were at this family reunion standing together. Quite a leap from 14 to 21. I don't know. Seven's a holy number. Get over it. So he <laughs> he looks up at me and realizes, you know, because I think they made me take my hat off for the picture. So then he takes both of his hands and slides them up his forehead to act like he doesn't have hair. He wanted to be like you. No, he was making fun of me. He was laughing. He's like, hey, get a load, everybody. I'm Carter. And and then, and everybody's laughing. Everybody's Aww. laughing when a kid makes fun of an adult. Are you literally right now? Thinking about she bears? <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm going through in the, the Old Testament. I started, uh, well, I, I guess I started where you did, but I'm a little earlier than than you. A little behind, I guess. Just uh, admiring the simplicity of the Old Testament, and it, and I have to check myself and be like, I am so thankful it's not how it was then, um, because Jesus has made things so much obviously easier of communication itself, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but just that it was, you know, there's one line in there in whichever chapter in Genesis it is about Abraham of Abraham believed, therefore he was set right with God mm-hmm. because he believed. You know, and and none of these people were perfect. And there's so much that goes into the Old Testament of, I mean, the story of Lot and his daughters and everything. And and the Bible's not acknowledging that those were good things. It's just saying, okay, here's some messed up people. And yet God still used. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, just this story of being able to haggle with God. We talked about this, about this one on the air where God's going to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because mm-hmm. it's as bad, if it's as bad as they say it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, Abraham talks him down. He's, he's like, hey, I know you're the God of all, but what if there's, what about the good people of Sodom and Gomorrah? If there's, say if there's 50 people, would you destroy it then? And God's like, okay, for you, if there's 50, if I find 50 good people, I won't destroy it. And then he just starts weaseling it down. What about 45? Okay, what about 35? Okay, it's like an auction gone wrong. It's going down. Because, because he's pretty sure there might there may be two people there. there <laughs> like, might, he knows sure. Lot's there. That, I think that's who well, he's trying to discuss, you know, make sure there's good. And you know from the chapters ahead of that, Lot was kind of a selfish guy. So that, yeah, that's true. probably like banking on Lot. Maybe he brushed up in his prayer life. Well, and, I don't know. And God actually kind of answered Abraham's prayer because he basically found, God, it turns out, seems like didn't go actually he said he was there was three when he was with abraham one was god and then the other two were angels and then it just says that the two angels went on to sodom and gomorrah mm-hmm. and um and then you know what happened happened they were gonna attack them i mean so many words and uh so they get lot out and his family mm-hmm. and uh of course his uh his wife was assaulted there at the the end. I'm I, sorry. That wow. was that's a cheesy joke. Really I'm so sorry. Um, but she looked back and turned to a pillar of salt. That's the joke. And he did answer the prayer in a way because he got, I think, who Abraham was thinking about out before he destroyed the cities. And so, but obviously he did not find a total, I mean, what it would imply, he didn't find a total of 10 people. But at uh, the point of it, just Abraham being able to have the boldness and the reverence Mm-hmm. to acknowledge who God is and say word for word, you know, something about, I, I am dust. I know I acknowledge, you know, you don't have to do this, but, and he still had the boldness to ask. God loves us so much yeah. that we read through the old Testament stories. It does come across like he's this harsh God. Mm-hmm. You know how many chances he gave people over oh. and over and over, you know, we were talking just about Gehazi and well, why did his family get leprosy? Like we are, t- <laughs> I, reading the Bible chronologically, I'm just like, God, why didn't you smite this planet a long time ago? We are so unworthy. Yeah. But recently a pastor shared with us, we may be unworthy, but he finds us desirable. Mm. And that's why he sent his son to die for us. So yeah, he, of course, 
he doesn't want to destroy his creation. He loves his creation. And I think over time, especially when we read um, the Bible, uh, these are the way that it's been translated. The best way that people saw what was happening in front of them, they wrote down. A lot of them assumed you understand the context of how and mm. why I'm writing this way yeah. because of our customs, because of culture, because of tradition. So you should know things were implied. So a lot of it comes across as harsh. And you may almost find yourself, well, doesn't this contradict how God is? No. If you read further into culture and, and, and stuff, it's very fascinating. It doesn't. There's one through line throughout the entire scripture. Mm -hmm. God loves us. Yeah. Because if he didn't, we would have been dust a long time. I, I don't think Noah would have started over. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> I, I um, Somebody pointed out, a pastor friend of mine, about the difference between, and I'm going to butcher it, um, but uh, current, then current laws, mm -hmm. um, cu cultural laws and mor morality laws. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people with like Leviticus specifically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, if I can't do this, then you can't eat shellfish. Then you can't get tattoos. Yeah. And there are there are differences that being able to read the context and being able to understand that there were certain laws that they set up then. Mm -hmm. For example, if let's say, um, I don't know, the Woodlands had a gang problem. And so the Woodlands puts in a city ordinance that you can't wear red or blue mm -hmm. after nine o'clock at night. Well, you know, in Tallahassee, Florida, that's not a law that applies to them. And so you look at something like shellfish and, and different things, you know, and, and unclean animals, you know, in the whole Old Testament. Yeah. You know, that, that's what applied to them then. But that didn't had that had nothing to do with morality. Right. right. And so it was a fascinating just start. Like you said, I mean, the point of it, just trying to understand, understand these people lived life so differently. And yet they were still people loved by God. You do have to little hints along the way in reading the scripture where you're going, Hi, maybe you don't have the whole picture here because mm. I'm reading it. It's in black and white mm -hmm. and truth is in black and white. But there are also part like especially the story type aspects of the Bible. Um, like look at Moses. He married a Midianite woman. And later in Scripture, you read about that would be considered, you know, worthy of being stoned to death. Yeah. You weren't supposed to get married to somebody else we should kill all of the Midianites or whatever it was. And honestly, I'd have to go back to scripture to read it. But right. I just remember thinking, wait, what? His wife, Sapporo, was a Midianite. So how is that? That's a hypocrisy thing. No, no. There was obviously more to the story than we knew about at the time. And we have to study a little bit further and go deeper. So sometimes I think when we read the scripture, it can be a, almost unsettling. Because it's like, yeah. that's not the God I know. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. There is history there. And if we uncover it more and more, then we start to understand, oh. And that's why he tells us, spend time with me mm. daily so that I can reveal who I am to you so that it isn't troubling. And then you'll be able to have a conversation with other people who don't understand it either. Yeah. And understand that, that Moses' wife, for example, loved makeup. <laughs> Sephora, right? What have you said? Zipporah. Really? I know. I know, but it was close enough. It was close enough that I went for By it. By the way, Carter and I certainly don't know all of the answers. Nah. Oh, my word. Nah. You know, we're, we're kind of in the same boat with you. I appreciate just uh, having some of this time with you and, and uh, appreciate maybe you even speaking into things that we don't understand. Yeah, let us know. Send us an email anytime. Morning show at ksbj.org. Obviously, we do the show 530 to 10 weekday mornings on 89.3 KSBJ in Houston. But this is a cool thing because we get to talk without limits. So that's fun. Uh, this is the anything but quiet time podcast. We'll see you next time.